From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for February 9th, 2011 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Teresa Eccles, Corey Martin, Kathy Whirling, and Walter Eccles back in the peanut gallery, the lovely and talented Ms. Julie Martin, and the lovely and talented Mr. Scott Smith. As he goes, okay. <laughs> I he's new. i got to go easy on him. Um, Max the intern is out doing a food run because I'm hungry. So uh, this, ep- uh, this episode of the show, we're going to give our review of the Disney dream. Everyone sitting here at the table has been on the ship at least once. Uh, for some of us, it was more than once. And uh, want to talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. Uh, I'll start out by saying that overall, walking away from this ship after having spent nine days on it, uh, was I could do another nine days without batting an eye. It was a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous ship. They really did a phenomenal job. Some of the touches that they've added, specific Disney touches, uh, I, agree. I thought were just, just amazing. Attention to detail was mm-hmm. incredible. was all there. Um, but there are some things about the ship that um, were, were misfires. Some of them they'll be able to correct as time goes on. Others, unless they plan on rebuilding the ship from the ground up, will not happen. But... Uh, my, my, my overall impression, my, the, the thing I kept thinking every time I, I turned around on that ship was how elegant it was. Just magnificently elegant. And uh, There were surprises, too. There were mm-hmm. places and things and stuff you saw that you thought, wow, this is really awesome. Corey pointed out some things about how the elevator bays were themed for the room. The, the areas, exactly. I mean, So things like that, just more to discover every time you turned around. And even after nine days, I didn't see it all. I didn't see it all. It's it's one of those. It's it's, it's kind of like the Disney theme park where you yeah. you can't get it all in one trip. Yeah, you have to try and just walk on every single floor because there's something different. And and there's a lot of things. I mean, obviously they've been listening to feedback on the other ships and you know their experience on the other ships, and they've built some things into this that I thought were were wonderful. Um, let I, I want to start out with some of the things I think missed. Um. And for me, uh, for me, the entire aft of the ship, we had uh, we, Walter and I had three different. We're on three different sailings. We were on the christening cruise. We were on the special preview cruise for travel agents, and then we were on the inaugural. For the christening cruise, we were in the forward. We our stateroom was in the forward part of the ship. For the preview cruise, we were in the aft part of the ship, and for the inaugural, we were midship. Oh wow! So yeah. I got a, we got a chance to experience all three ends of the ship. The aft, our least favorite, for a couple of reasons. Number one, anytime that ship docked, anytime that ship jo- uh, docked, our stateroom vibrated like somebody put a quarter. In a cheap motel room bed. What deck were you on? Ten. Ten. We were now. We were three doors down from you, and f- 
the weird thing was I mentioned to Kevin during the cruise, I said, this room is so quiet and so smooth. But we you felt, didn't get the vibration? You didn't get any of the vibration. Between us was uh, one of our agents, Kelsey. She said because of where they were located, they were across from the service elevators, and the doors banged all night. Oh. And I didn't notice that at all. So, I, th- I think part of it was the, the wind and him trying to back in one day. But, I mean, the ship was doing some serious work to, yeah, to make true. it Yeah, that's true. It could be. I just know that it was the first time in my life I've ever woken up. Because well, we'll, we, we, ca- we, we, we docked a castaway key. It was like 7 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, okay, have we hit an iceberg here? <laughs> Things were shaking. I mean, it was – I think I think really? the wind was very hard. I think the current was very strong, and he was having to do everything he could to get it where it needed to go because I've never had a Disney ship show was, really? like that before. I, I was in aft on the christening cruise and on the, the maiden uh, all the way forward. I mean, the last stateroom before the bridge, definitely prefer forward. Yeah. I, the other problem is, is the aft elevators to go up to deck – you have to walk through Cabanas. Cabanas is the uh, is the buffet restaurant that repa- replaces uh, Beach Blanket and Top Siders, depending mm-hmm. on which ship you're on. Um, and uh, you have to walk. You, you have to walk through. I thought that was strange. You almost Cabanas. feel like you're that was unusual, in, right? yeah. Like yeah. when it's not open, you feel it's like right, you're sneaking right. in. It's like did they not? Think about this. No, it was real convenient for breakfast for us. It in the morning was because you we just were, walk up. There. We just went a few steps down the hall and up and woo breakfast. Yeah, that, that's. But to get out on deck, yeah. Now, especially if you want to go up on deck, and uh, you're want to be in the adult area, it's it's a haul. It's it really it's is quite a, a trip. Yeah, right, plus the ship to the other. Yeah. Plus. The distance between the forward and midship elevators and the midship and aft elevators was like completely off. Mm-hmm. The forward and midship elevators are pretty much the same thing, right yeah. near each other. Right, yeah. that I found weird. I almost thought there were only two sets of elevators for a while. I thought there were only. I thought that was like one clump because they were so close. Together. I know it was weird. Yeah, and so that we found a little, and because this is a much larger ship than the Magic and the Wonder. Obviously, it's about 40% larger, I believe. We did a lot of walking. And when you have to walk from an aft stateroom forward, that's a long walk. Mm-hmm. That's a really long walk. A few areas that are convenient for aft. Uh, if you go down, you're, you have the, the district. You're, you're close to that and also the kids' clubs. The kids' clubs, yep. And, of course, like I said, cabanas. Also, uh, the aft elevators uh, go up to deck 12, which is where Remy and Palo is. And my favorite place on the ship, which was not so much the Meridian Bar itself, which is a bar that sits between Palo and Remy, but their deck area, you could smoke out on the deck area there. It was a really comfortable place to go smoke. So That was our favorite place, the Meridian Bar. Now, I love that. Beautiful. Brilliant idea. It is beautiful. I think I want to go back a second to Cabanas. One of the things about it is it's so big. Huge. It's this mm-hmm. giant buffet-ish type of setup that... You know, it has to take up most of the back of the ship. So I don't know what they could have done. You have to orbit the back of the ship uh, to get out onto deck from those elevators. It's a great buffet, though. It's a great buffet. I think it's... And we'll get to that. We want to get to the food. I I think it's it's one of those things where, well, what could they have done? Well, obviously, nothing that they can do moving forward about that. There's no way for them to change the... Even in dry dock, I don't imagine they can structurally change the vessel. Uh, no. To uh, <laughs> to accommodate that, no. so I think they just you know that's that's a reality. I even mean these ships. I even mean in planning the ship, they had to make this space so big for, to accommodate so many passengers. 
it was hard to figure out where they could have put it that it wouldn't have impeded something. Right. Uh, true. I mean, it's obviously there's a reason for it that we don't know. But from the standpoint of a guest, you know, and we heard this from a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people were like, what's up with these aft elevators? They thought it was really unusual that you yeah. came out it was. Well, the in really, the restaurant. And the really weird part about it was you went into the elevator, when the, into the restaurant when the restaurant was closed. Right. That was all. So it was kind of like, almost like bad show. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're right. setting up and doing everything. So kind You're of ruined the magic. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a little odd. It's a little odd. So that was one thing. What else did we, what else did we not like? The the area where apologies Teresa I jump okay. on you the area where you get to the Buena Vista Theater you kind of have to go through state rooms down hallways where the state rooms are then all of a sudden the Buena Vista Theater kind of pops up I thought that was odd too wasn't that strange I thought that was very odd and also um, finding the entrance to the Teen Club. Yes. Was kind of like, but I think that was cool though. Well, it was yeah. cool on it from a teen. Yeah, yeah, Grace thought it was just awesome that yeah. it was like hidden and you couldn't find it. And I was coming in the back door and everything else. But but uh, they also do not want adults in there. At oh all. Lord, no! You know, I went right before, right when I got on the ship. I went to all the kids' clubs. I went to the nursery, uh, the lab club. Went to the teen club. Edge. If you want to see these places, go right when you get on the ship. Before yeah, that has five to be a first stop. Yeah, go in there. Awesome. They'll be happy to show you around. But once that once kids start getting in there, you can't really just yeah, say, can I, can I go right in? They do mm-hmm. have a tour that you can sign up for because that's what we did on our cruise. We signed up oh. for the tour. So were there kids in there? I have no patience there? for it. Um, they had started to come in, and they still let us go in and see the areas. Because I went in in search of Grace one night. Well, Pete and I did, and she all but pushed us back out that door. Yeah. She was like, okay, she's not here. Goodbye. You know, and yeah. Well, which which I understand. Well, that was cool, yeah. I mean, Grace loved that aspect of it. I can tell you that one area that I like better on the classic ships is the adult pool. Oh, oh yeah. I agree with you. On the christening, I, you know, it was very short, but after spending four nights on this ship, I really like the adult pool on the classic ships. I prefer that. I feel yeah. like I do, too. I do, too. It's, 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 it's weird because you have this, this huge ship and this huge deck area, and you have... All this space for families, and then it's like the, the adult pool is just like mm-hmm. kind of crammed in the forward yeah. portion it's of the a little sliver. It's technically a dipping pool. It's not a lap pool. It's not a swimming pool for dipping in. But it did have uh, stools right up to a bar. Yeah, the stool. In the they, pool. They have, they have, <laughs> That's yeah, pretty cool. They, that, that was yeah. cool. Um, and what they did was instead of uh, making that area the sunbathing area, they kind of extended it up onto the uh, next deck, deck twelve, uh, where they put a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, lounge deck chairs, chairs yeah. deck chairs up there. Um, the Cove Cafe is much larger than it is on uh, on the on the Wonder and the Magic. But I hardly saw anybody ever in there. Oh, no. It, well, I've been where it was, it was full. It wasn't. I think really? twice I couldn't find a place to sit. But back to the adult area, didn't you think it was odd that the the doors from the elevator opened right up there instead right. of at the sides? Right. Yeah. You know, I, we like, saw a lot more kids walking yeah, through they just right. kind of this like, area than, than we saw in the yeah, past. Yeah, what ships. are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. that was kind of odd. But also the spa is much larger as well. So I think overall there is more space for the adult area stuff. It's just been re, you know, repositioned. How they've doled it out is just – it. when you first go into that adult area, it's like, what are you talking about? This is like – this is going to be packed. But – 
even on the inaugural cruise, it was never overrun. Oh, no. See, it no. was on ours. Oh, was it? Was on it? the at-sea day. Because we looked at Everybody was days. in the pool like, you know. Oh, now I saw the hot tubs <laughs> full, but I never saw the pool even close to being full. Oh, that that surprises me. People were standing up. They were sitting down. I'm not, oh. The hot tub was too full. Yeah, yeah, the hot tub was always packed. I mean, people, people were bumping knees in there mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. 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 And How enjoyable. I also yeah. found the hot tubs to be too exposed. I felt like they were just sort of in the middle of everything, and yeah. people could see you, and you could see them. It just felt a little too. It seemed more seedy. like clicky to me, like where before I never had a problem like getting in a hot tub. Where this one, it was like groups were in there, and it's yeah. like, excuse me, can I come in? Really, you know, like a private party. Yeah, going on. Oh, you were yeah. way way too nice. <laughs> I did a cannonball. <laughs> but it's also really cool that the um, the hot tubs have a glass bottom, mm-hmm. and you can see down mm-hmm. to the water. Um, or even okay, like, that out was nice. the, like out the window because it looks like yeah, it's like right it's there. yeah the side the is plexiglass because it's right on the side of the ship is where these two hot tubs are. But we also noticed that you know, and this is brought up by a couple of people, um, there was already rust forming on these hot tubs. These I things was are brand shocked. new. That was the first thing I think I noticed. Well, they were already painting different parts of the ship when I was on there. And the I'm yellow like, people wow. were everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the yellow people. The yellow people. Yeah. <laughs> the yellow people. That's racist. And he's not talking about Chinese or Asians. Really? Whoa. The painters uh, and cleaners. Um, the guys in the yellow jumpsuits. Maintenance. On our, sh- on our cruise, one of them, I don't remember which one it was, they were replacing glass. Many- yeah, there was several shattered paints. Oh, I took pictures of that and took pictures of the other ship. And I'm like, how did the glass shatter already? Yeah. I thought it was theming. <laughs> I heard a couple of people talking about. It. I don't know how how Stained they shattered glass. like that, but I think there was like nine of them. Went went out. Well, there was two left when we got on. But I'm there like I know that safety glass, but what if that decided to let go while you were out there? That's yeah. I mean, it's a good question. Um, you know, so uh, also crowd management, especially oh. in um, in the lobby at dinner time was insane. They had the princesses lined up to take pictures in the lobby, Taking blocking the right in front of the entrance to the royal palace, which is where people are going in to eat. So you've got people like crossing in front of the princesses while they're taking pictures. I did it once, just not even realizing. Um, and, I mean, it was crazy. However, the same thing happens on the Wonder and the Magic. They do a photo session. They do the princesses there signing autographs. Everyone's trying to get into those, into um, Lumiere's or Triton. Triton's, and it's just a madhouse. It's a mess. But I agree. They, but this, was, this seemed particularly odd, right. the way it was being done. Also, I found the same thing with Enchanted Garden. Enchanted Garden was, it was like you're in a, a hotel yeah, convention center. That was weird. And everybody was bottlenecked waiting to get in. Right it by the was, elevators. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, that was tough However, as well. The restaurant was beautiful. The restaurant mm-hmm. itself was gorgeous. Uh, the other thing, the biggest failure I saw on this ship in the time I was there was guest services. Oh, oh Lord. Thank oh you. Thank you. Guest services was a nightmare. They were mm-hmm. completely unprepared and in some cases grossly untrained. They were in the weeds mm-hmm. the entire time. To handle anything that went on, even the simplest request. You got. Uh, either you had to wait 45 minutes to get to somebody, or when you did get to somebody, you were getting conflicting information. They, guest services would tell you one thing. Somebody else would tell you something different. You had a lot of really upset people, and guest services just unable to handle it. Uh, and, and that, to me, is a failure of training. 
you know, look, the guest services on the other ships know what the issues are. Um, now, granted, there were going to be some issues like, you know, there were problems in some staterooms with the phones and the TVs. That was, Yeah, that was us. And, you know, so that's something. But that's, you know, look, that's a, it's a wrinkle of, you know, there's a certain amount of there's a certain amount of things you can give them a pass on right. because it's a brand new ship. No, I didn't mind that where our guest, TV didn't work, but guest services, get them on the phone. guest services not being able to handle even the most basic issue mm-hmm. that is not a wrinkle. That is a failure of training, and for that they need to get slammed because it's it's guest services is something Disney has done really well for a really really long time. So it's not like they don't know how to do it. That's and it's not thing. like they don't know how they need to be training guest services on a cruise ship. And supposedly they brought over a third of their best and people. Unfortunately, no. unfortunately, none of them were working at guest services because it seemed like everybody at guest services they had just picked up in the Bahamas the day before. There was, there was one time I went down <laughs> where I had a knowledgeable person the rest of the time. But I, and I knew which one it was. So like the fourth time I had to go back down there because you could not get them on the phone. You couldn't at all. They were so, so backed up they wouldn't even answer the phone. No. Yeah. Or they'd answer and then disconnect You better know you. where the speaker phone speaker button is if you want to call. Another, yeah. on speaker and another failure that should not have happened. And again, this is going to be specific to the inaugural cruise, I think, uh, was retail. Oh, um, was and how the special merchandise was handled. There were Three opportunities to purchase special merchandise on the inaugural cruise. Uh, one for the limited edition collectibles. For this, you went someplace, you filled out a piece of paper, and gave your first, second, and third choice of what you wanted. And you wrote down everything that you wanted. And then it was done by a random draw. If you got picked, you got the stuff you asked for. That's if, typical of a merchandise event that, at Disney. That worked well. The problem is nobody knew about, nobody it. Knew about it. Oh, really? We stumbled upon it. If it hadn't been for Corey finding it and stumbling upon it, you had until, what was it, like 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock, the day of embarkation. See, right. now, I had read about it on the boards, but I had thought you would receive your paperwork with your uh, cruise documents. Nope. No. no. I didn't receive anything. I didn't receive an email, but a lot of people did. So we got on the ship. We went to the, uh, you know, the shopping district, and they said, well, you'll have something in your stateroom to fill out. I'm like, okay. Well, I walked up there to uh, Deck 10 where our stateroom was, and I asked the guys. I, the room wasn't ready yet. And I said, are you putting something in the staterooms for our merchandise? He says, no, that's downstairs. So we go back downstairs. Mm-hmm. We come up on the elevator, and there you go. I, you see people lining up, filling out this form. I'm like, okay. But if you'd have went the actual, to- the actual execution of it was, you know, in terms of those of us who did know about it and were able to get it, went well because yes. I got everything I asked for. The only thing is that one item – that I bought for myself that I'm not auctioning off has still not been delivered yet. I thought of that when I got here today. I was wondering why it hasn't made it. Um, wow, really? Because yeah. I, yep, I've paid for it. A lifeboat? No, it was a vase, a really beautiful vase. Oh my vase. gosh, I would have thought it would have been right here. Yeah, I would have too. Um, so I'm going to have to uh, find out where the hell that is. But but I think the random selection was the best way to handle it. It's typical sure. Disney merchandise. They've learned their lesson on those. But yeah, I was surprised. when you, I was telling you guys about it. I said, did you get a form for merchandise? You had no idea what I was talking about. So failure on their end to inform people. Then there was, uh, on the day of embarkation, the opening of the stores, the regular stores there on the ship, which had... Maiden Voyage merchandise, which was only available for that cruise. You had inaugural 
merchandise. Oh, you had Maiden Voyage merchandise on yours? She did. I meant to tell you that. Oh, Mm -hmm. wow. That's wrong. Well, well, let's... (laughs) You had you had Maiden Voyage merchandise, which was only supposed to be available on that cruise. You had inaugural Voyages merchandise, which is being sold for the next year. Um, and then you had regular merchandise. Well, obviously, everybody wanted the Maiden Voyage merchandise. Lines formed early and got long. We were right lucky. Behind Corey. We were lucky. <laughs> we, were, we were pretty much in the... In the Front of that line. What, what time is this? This is embarkation. This is day. about six thirty, I so think. At when you reach international waters, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, they can't open it before then. And where was the line? Sniped around the side. Depends of the... on where you were. <laughs> but I mean, was it up by the shops? Yeah, yes. it was by the okay. shops. They had, it... they had little uh, ropes set up, okay. extending back, like past the Bob Hayes bar, bar yeah. into the atrium. So it was a long line. Uh, they opened those stores. And it was like a bad – it was like what you see on the news on Black Friday with people trampling each other. It was I mean, horrible. It, was, it was, was the most awful retail experience of my life, and I've been through some <laughs> some doozies. And you immediately lose everybody in your party. Oh, my God. And I mean, you literally – I mean, we're talking literally people ripping things out of each other's hands, yeah. elbows, knees, pushing, shoving – I mean, absolute. I mean, people Teresa. acting like animals. I, I know. I got That's stuff. Right. I'm like, okay, we need to check out and get out of here. People acted nuts. like animals. What kills me? I've had something in my hand. I was walking around with a few things. Are you going to, uh, someone kept asking me, are you going to get that? No, it's in my hand because I'm just holding right. it. What's that about? And it was. Well, they did that on ours. That's crazy. But we didn't have lines. So when, you know, everybody was like jam packed in mm-hmm. that area. And when they opened the doors, it was oh, just wow. like they just a it. mad rush. But the biggest failure. And the thing that got the most people angry on our inaugural cruise was the way they handled the special edition Dooney and Bork bags that went on Uh, sale at 6.30 and were sold out by 6.45. And I'm talking about people were walking out of there with 20 bags. See, that's wrong. That was wrong. They should have limited. a lot of people, a lot of people who weren't that far back in the line walked out empty-handed. Because they didn't have enough on on the ship, and people were buying, and people were, they had people buying too many, and I blame that on the retail manager, whoever's mm-hmm. in charge of the retail in that ship. Again, Disney has experience with this. I think the problem is the last time they had experience with this in the cruise line was when the Magic launched, and eBay wasn't that huge like it is well, now. Well, and even without eBay, the, I, I think the problem is is that a lot of the people who were around when the Magic launched aren't with Disney Cruise Line anymore. So that experience of launching that ship, of those ships, is is, mm-hmm. is not there. I also think... Because this was run... At a lo- there was a lot of what I would consider for Disney Cruise Line a lot of amateur mistakes. I also think the people on the ship are out of touch with what people want. We had the same problem on our podcast cruise. We told them in advance, you better get a lot of these bags. People want these bags. You better get a lot of these bags. And then they were surprised they sold so many. It's like you got to be in touch with what the people want. Well, did they put limits then on the inaugural or the maiden voyage? No. Well, by our cruise, then they had. I thought they could only buy like two. two So there were they had replenished, and you had. Mm -hmm. Well, on the maiden voyage, they had that you can only buy two of each individual bag type, but But you had people buying bulks as many bags as they could carry. Like two of each kind, they had like five, five or six mm. different kinds. 
So you had people walking out with armfuls and others walking out with nothing. They should have limited it to two items per person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just two items per person. Um, and they didn't. So these were the things that stuck out to me the most as, as things. And again, a lot of this stuff is stuff that they're going to be able to correct. I have one more. The phones in the stateroom. No, oh, I was about awful. to say that. Awful. Yeah. This is the worst design I've ever seen mm-hmm. anywhere. It was the most complaints I heard when I was on the ship. First of all, there's the no speed dials on the actual phone no. itself. <laughs> so you can't, if you want to get a business room, phone. Right. If you want to get room service, you have to know what numbers to dial to get room service. And if you service. didn't have that little card that was sitting there by yep. the phone, which I didn't get until the second day, you didn't know. You didn't know what you know call. it was. Then the phone had a, a cord of about an inch and a half. Mm-hmm. So you picked it up and you went to sit down on the bed and the phone ripped out of your hand. That's when I found the speaker button. <laughs> and it was like there was no way to go around that cabin. The flip side of that were the wave phones. I think the wave phones are brilliant. And I don't know if you noticed it, but on the wave phones, all of the numbers are pre-programmed. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, I don't cool. know that. Okay. That's so, cool. You also get charged two hundred and fifty dollars if you lose one right, of those wave right. phones. But the problem is you don't know now, the wave phones. For, for people to understand, the wave phones are two portable phones that work anywhere on the ship. So one member of your party can have a phone, you can have a phone, and you're able to dial them on the ship um, and talk to them. And so it's really cool for being able to keep yeah. in touch. Again, you sign a, a, a release stating that. You will pay the $250 if you lose one of them. You also need that if you're going to use the kids' clubs because they don't give you beepers. They, they use the wave They phones. use the wave phone. So if you want, to, want them to be able to contact you while your child's... Did you use it? I carried it with me, but they never... Never rang. <laughs> the, the ringer was very hard to hear. I used it? it with my sister yeah. a few times. Kevin and I used it quite a bit, and we found it very useful, but the ringer was hard to hear. So I can imagine that a lot of missed calls went through. Right. Yeah, you, that state room phone is amazing. You can use it at Castaway Key, too. Yeah. Anything else? Any other problems that we had? That I think when I got off the ship, um, debarking the ship, they have so much more luggage and everything that the people were gathered down in the lobby. It looked like the sea of humanity. Oh, oh yeah. it was it terrible. Was Debarkation was awful. Yeah, yeah, ours are Ellis easy, Island. but really? and there was no not and, no, and there was, was not enough porters to help with the bags. And there they weren't all, any. There was they, nowhere to go. And they also only had like four customs people, where they built like ten. Yeah, booths, and my porter was saying this was a day they were asking everybody like name, rank, and serial number type of questions. That it wasn't like a yes kind of a thing. It was, and he goes every once in a while they like to show us who's in charge. So they had this huge mass of people trying to get down there, and the customs people just sort of like slowed everything down. So I heard, I don't know if it's true or not. The when you get on and off now, they're going to time it when you can get on the boat instead of everybody getting well, the they're giving a suggested a time. Suggested they're giving time. a suggested time that it's not something they're going to be able to enforce. Right. When you do the online check-in, oh. you're going to be given a reservation time of when you can check into the well, boat. But, but okay, they're that was not going. Yeah, but they're problem. not going to enforce that. Right. Did you have problems getting on? Because yes. the day that I went down, um, we went down on a Disney bus and we got there. Well, we got held up in the parking lot for an hour because they couldn't handle. The buses. Both of our cruises. So thing. then, show up at one o'clock. So no, we waited. Yeah. But like even another, so, no, no, no. That even, was the problem. Everyone was there. So then, when they called, like, um, the guess what number one, and there were so many people jammed waiting to get onto the ship, the people who were actually were supposed to, you couldn't really move. You had this to is why I'm saying through. get there at one o'clock when all of that is done, yeah. and all, well, you know even all those later. people are on. Uh, yeah, you know, you really, listen. You can get on the ship up till what is it? Four o'clock. Four o'clock. Yeah. So. 
I, later. Later is better. Yeah. Getting it took there us earlier. Forty-five minutes to get through the Castaway Club line, and the line in the terminal was like across the terminal and down the steps. Well, that was the other thing: is the Castaway Club line was longer than any other line yeah, to check was. in. Getting um, into the terminal, I mean, we had to circle around. They wouldn't even let let us out of the car. So they definitely have some issues mm-hmm. to to work out, and I don't want this to be. I mean, we've gone spent twenty five minutes pointing out what's wrong. Right. Let's talk about what's right because there's an yeah. awful oh, lot to talk yeah. about. The restaurants. Okay. First and foremost, let me talk about the dining. Let me talk about the dining. Every meal I had on this ship, every meal was either good or very good. Mm-hmm. Now that's as opposed to Palo, which was exceptional, right? Over the top. And Remy, which was exceptional, but. I'm talking about food that was well-prepared, tasted great, uh, cuts of beef that were clearly several steps higher than what we had been served on The Wonder just a couple of months, Mm -hmm. uh, weeks before, which was even better than what the garbage we were served on The Magic back in April. So, and I, 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 actually in Enchanted Garden, I had a meal, my first night in Enchanted Garden, I had a meal that I made them bring out the chef. I made them bring out the chef so I could tell him to his face that this was the best meal I had had on Disney's rotational dining in years. It was delicious. Every, you know, it was, it was, these were simple dishes. These were not, they didn't go crazy, but they prepared them well. And it was fresh and it was good. Mm-hmm. And you wanted more. And... That it was an enjoyable experience. It had been so long since I had had a really, really good meal in one of the rotational dining rooms. It really, and I, I asked some people, why? Why? Why can you do it here and you can't do it there? And one of the things that somebody told me was that this, these kitchens are much larger. And they built these kitchens with an eye toward doing more things fresh. Mm. Um, as much as possible, so you they're, they're, they they did they do know that there were there are issues with the other ships, and what they're doing is they're using the dream to work out some things that they can uh, move on to the other ships. Because one person I won't mention any names, but it was a person in a position of authority, person who knows says we are well aware of the issues with the food on the other two ships. We really are. Um, and uh, he said, we're working hard. We're working hard. You should see some changes soon. Um, I enjoyed the main dining at Enchanted Garden, not, not so much the embarkation buffet. Well, the I embar- thought all the food was way overcooked. Uh, it was. We've heard that. We've heard that from a couple of the people. Where, by contrast. I enjoyed it. I thought well, it was. Well, no, no, no. This is Enchanted Garden. Enchanted Garden. Oh, 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 not Cabana's. Meant, I thought you meant Cabana's. Cabana's embarkation Killer. buffet. Yes. Best embarkation buffet ever. Really? I agree. Oh, this is the first fresh, time I didn't do it. Fresh, fresh, <gasps> oh, fresh. Oh, Kathy, it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Everything was fresh. The turkey they were slicing for me was a damn turkey. Mm-hmm. It was a real turkey. The, you know, drumsticks and all sitting there. They were carving mm. me up a turkey and serving me turkey, and it was delicious. It was tasting. Every meal we had in Cabanas was, was over the top mm-hmm. good, like crazy good. The sushi was good. Mm-hmm. Well, the sushi, was good. the sushi, we found out that the sushi chef from the California Grill brought that ship over from Europe. And trained those people on the ship how to do sushi. Hmm. And from what I understand, she hated spending that much three weeks in that ship. Hated it. But 
uh, the sushi that you're getting there is sushi that was the, the, the sushi wow. chef was trained by the sushi chef cool. from the California. Group. That was the majority of my lunch every day. Was really? the sushi? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Did not have a bad meal in Cabanas. Did I mean, even to the the uh, pirate night. Extra buffet, whatever dessert buffet. I they didn't had. care for I that. Didn't, I didn't yeah, think that was we didn't care good. for that. Really, no. we enjoyed that too. We thought everything we had in Cabanas was great. Um, in terms of uh, uh, Paolo, I don't know what they did. A stunning it was job. Like they, it I don't know. elevated it a thousand percent. I, I don't understand <laughs> how because Paolo always, always on so the good. Wonder of Magic, excellent. excellent. They still upped it, but they upped it with this. The only thing was our second. Dinner in Palo on the inaugural the one cruise. I was there? Yes. We were there for like three I, hours. No, I had a meltdown. I just wanted a pizza. That's my favorite meal. A Palo is the shrimp and asparagus pizza. I just wanted a we pizza. Had a, we had a server who was new and who also had OCD issues. Oh, yeah. um, everything had to be a certain way. And that, you know, we couldn't do family style. His way. He had to serve the pizza to us. We just couldn't take the pizza for ourselves. And I was getting pissed off. That's weird. And he kept messing up orders and things like that. But, but, it was obvious he was new. The meal was exceptional. Uh, The food was delicious. So, you know, I can overlook that. It wasn't that terrible that it was like, oh, my God, I'll never go back there. You talk about the Meridian Bar. It's great because if you have a night at Palo or Remy, you can go an hour early right. or whatever. Just yes. kind of sit and there really and relax, it's beautiful. have a, have a pre-dinner bar. drink. And, oh, yeah. And what, did you guys get room service? No, we didn't do room no. service. I we did. did. I did. I, I did. thought it was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the food was hot. They Quick. had a steak sandwich that was as good as I could get at any restaurant. Wow. It was incredible. I, nice. I found it interesting that, um, I, I guess because I'm real predictable, but every afternoon we'd all, the girls and I'd meet back in the room and we'd have our little snack because we had late dining. So we'd have our little snack right. before we yeah. go to the show. And by the second, by, I'd say by the third night, they knew what our snack was. When you called up, yeah. they said, and they, like they knew, t- knew we wanted extra crackers. They knew what kind of crackers we wanted, you know. They knew what cheeses we wanted, what cheeses we didn't want. It was just really, and quick, very quick. Even the late night, the late night. Uh, Room service is great. And I also have to say that the crew on the ship. Oh, they were fantastic. Was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Was absolutely fantastic. But, you know, then then, again, that doesn't surprise me because I've had the same experience on the Wonder and the Magic. And I was worried because there were so many new crew members. You had 25% of the crew from the Wonder, 25% of the crew came from the Magic, 50% of the crew was new. Wow. So. I was very concerned that, you know, there were going to be failures because of that. And, you know, perhaps at guest service, that was the that was the explanation for why that happened. But everywhere else on the ship, you just had people falling over themselves mm-hmm. to help you. I mean, it was, it was wonderful, especially in the Cove Cafe. I can't, I can't tell you because I'm in there all the time. I mean, that's like my place. I hang out at the Cove Cafe constantly. And uh, uh, they, they were just just wonderful. Just wonderful in the spa. Um, I got to be. I got to tell you the truth. That spa. I, I always said the Vista Spa on the Wonder and the Magic, best spa ever. Not anymore. My sister. That's a spa and salon. Kevin loves that. My sister suggested that if you go to the fitness club, she was on the treadmill. The day at sea, the on the classic ships, all the treadmills are facing the front of the ship. So when the ship's moving, you're kind of going with the ship. The treadmills on this ship are facing sideways. sideways. Yeah. 
So, so it's she suggested really to use the second row so you don't get so disoriented. Because you're going one way and the water's going, going another way. Going one yeah. way and the water is going the other way. You're going. So the ship's upstream. going. The ship's going forward. You're walking sideways. Oh, that's why I don't use a treadmill. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It, right? yeah, that's why. That's a good reason. Yeah. So, but the the spa itself, uh, brilliantly done, gorgeous spa. Um, and for those of you men uh, who, you know, are concerned about you know spa treatments because people think you're gay or whatever. Um, they do this uh, men's shave and facial that must be experienced to be believed. Honest to God, best spa treatment I've ever had. Mm. First of all, the shave. I don't know. I have color purple flashbacks and stuff like that. Amazing. <laughs> no, it wasn't a straight razor. Fixing the shave, it mister. <laughs> it, wasn't a, it wasn't a straight razor. Um, but uh, it, it was, they do this great shave. Um, the facial is done with all the Elemis men's product, and they also give you a scalp and hand massage. This is an hour-long treatment that, by the time you're done, it feels like you just got a full body massage. It was incredible. Wow. It was absolutely incredible, and it's 90 bucks, I think. Um, and it was worth every penny. Worth every, every penny. Um, the rainforest room in the spa... Uh, a, a real improvement, although they had problems with the with the. There hot was a tubs. lot of well, the hot tubs weren't really warm enough, but they seemed like they sort of adjusted that. But when you went into the shower areas, the, the different aromatherapy showers, showers. Um, a lot of them were set for cold, so you would Ooh. turn it on. And, you know, and if it said cold, that's great. You you would know that. But it was have like some sort of tropical storm or whatever, and it would freezing, start off right? freezing, and then the hot would come on. Later, but a lot of them started out really cold. I think they'll probably end up changing that as they go Freezing along. Freezing rain. I was there, and the uh, there were some British women, and they're like, "Can you go around and try them all so we know what they do?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm not doing anything else." So I went to every every one they had. And it was they were very nice. Just some of them could have been a little bit warmer, but it was good. But I, I again, I give the spa huge marks. Now, Grace did the teen spa. There's the a teen spa, spa built Chill. into this. Mm-hmm. The youth spa, and she loved it. She's not talk. Little bits of information are coming out. When the first day she did it, she went in and she had a facial and a massage. Um, we had to sign a release um, stating that uh, we understood what she was going to have done, and that. How old is she again? She's fifteen. So this is for ages thirteen to seventeen, and you have to have your parents' consent to do it. And there's certain things they won't do. You have to. You can't deviate from the teen menu. It clearly states that, so you can't have anything else done other than, and you have to keep your swimsuit on. She didn't want me there, and I didn't really want, want to be there either. But um, it's <laughs> an own little creepy. dedicated area. It's small. It's small, it's but two rooms. It's real, and they have their own little waiting area, and it's it's kind of cool. And it's a whole a whole separate menu, whole separate spa, menu with spa all services. different kinds of. Is this the first time she's had spa treatment? Very first time. And Pete, what did she Pete think got about? all choked up because it, it was. He's having a first spa. Baby's first facial. But it's all that I have like a chocolate uh, wrap and all kind of fruity. It's all fun and they put a lot of work into it. I mean, they put a lot yeah. of thought yeah, into it. 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 Was definitely thoughtful. It was definitely a thoughtful. And menu. I thought going in, I thought it was just going to be like shoulder massage, but she said it went, went all the way to her feet, where she had to stop the woman because you don't mess with Grace's feet. She doesn't yeah. like him. <laughs> but um, she enjoyed it. Come back to the room all greasy and tried to you know because they do her scalp and everything. And but for I think what was. Let's see. The facial was like ninety four, 
and the massage was 89 so it's inexpensive for a facial and a massage it's inexpensive yes do they have like mother daughter packages um, I think they did, and they they also said, um, which I thought was interesting. We didn't do it with Stella, but she said we could take, bring Stella in, and I could sign a consent into the youth spa, and she could just get a a simple little, you know, non invasive facial or something just for the the heck. They have invasive facials as opposed to the invasive facial <laughs> well, where know. they're plunging things into your eye sockets. Well, now we're well, going to no, go up your harsh, harsh treatment on little... Well, you know, I mean, it's not the, the digging at your pores kind of thing. It's, you know... Well, any facial I've ever had, nobody dug at my pores. <laughs> but, okay. You know what I mean. People know what I mean. But anyway, she enjoyed it. I think it's a good addition. It, I think it's a, I think they did a brilliant job with the spa yeah, overall. And the spa, we're talking 16,000 square foot spa here. We're talking massive. If you're with a lot of people in your room or you're not happy with the showers in your room... Go to the uh, changing rooms and shower in the morning. The showers in the men's changing room were as big as my kitchen at home. Thank oh, you. Really? That one, that one, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, did they it's have the same funky handles? Wait a second. Now, what was that? I mean, okay, in the shower. Let's talk about the staterooms. Let's move from the spas to the staterooms so we can talk about that. I want to try and keep this all segmented. Okay. Um, uh, I didn't get it. The There was definitely... Uh, the design of the showers in the stateroom had a lot of people confused. You have um, a bar that goes across the bottom laterally. On one side of the bar, you can twist, and it just controls whether or not the water comes out of the faucet or out of the shower. The other side of the bar, you could twist it, and it determines the temperature, whether it's cold or hot. Mm-hmm. Mine wasn't like that. Cause if yes, you it was. It- uh, we were in the same stateroom. I turned, and it would go to... Walter's Up or down, different. and that was the one that was hot. So. Well, okay, yes. The one on the left controlled whether it was the shower or the faucet. The one on the right controlled the temperature. Now, that was different from my stateroom. See, because the oh, one really? on the left you had a round tub. I had the round tub. Right. So mine was up, up, upper and lower. Right. The lower one controlled whether it was going. Now, I just want to make sure people understand what we're talking about. In category four, in certain category four staterooms, you have a round tub instead of the standard tub that we had in ours so that's what she's talking about here so so it was instead of side by side the controls were upper and lower the lower one turned on the water and put it into the tub or the shower and if you turn it one way if you turn the one one way you got a rain the rain head the rain you also head. had a rain head in mm-hmm. addition to the shower head and then the heat control where, where you get hot or cold after you went so far if you push the little button you could take it a step further and notch it up to hotter water which, Correct, which, which is kind of what ours did. Okay, yeah. which I really loved. Because at first I thought, man, this water's not hot enough. And then when you hit that little button and keep going, it's like, okay. It's more of a childproof thing. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love that, though. In the round tub. But it confused the hell out of a lot of people um, in terms of taking showers. It took me It took me a few minutes the first well, time. Yeah, to figure out. Like, okay, how I do thought, I take a shower here? You know, for everything that they have in the stateroom that sort of like tells you what to do, like they needed that little card in the bathroom. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, am I going to have to take my shower like under the faucet because i couldn't figure out how to do it yeah and it then you figure, figure it out, out. Yeah. the but first time i was still one the first thing she wanted to do was take a round bath you know in the round tub and the first thing that happened was it rained on my head while i was trying to get the shower going for but we figured it out and i love do you like the you had the round tub did you I like did. it i loved it i really did at first i thought it, oh my god this is like a dinky little it looks tiny when you first but see when you it, get in there you've got more you room said. around you yeah it's not so 
you know, straight. It's and I'm like, and had that whole seat. Also in the regular rooms, the the rooms with the regular tubs. Did you find that the shower curtain didn't go all the way? I had to make a choice if I wanted the sink to get wet. I had to decide. No. One of the things I was happiest about in the stateroom were the beds. Oh, um, yeah. First of all, the beds now have space underneath them where you can store things. Lots Second of, of all, they're real beds. Mm-hmm. They are real beds. They are real upscale, good bedding. You know from listening to my reviews, I'm a real bed freak. Uh, and this was just a comfortable, the bedding, everything, the, the mattresses, the, the bedding, the choice pillows. of bedding, the yeah, pillows, it was tough to get out of it. everything. Yeah, this was a really comfortable sleep, a very comfortable sleep. I give them really high marks for doing what they did with these beds. It's much more comfortable than it is. Not that I had a particular problem with the beds and the wonder of the magic. I just find these to be a step up. I enjoyed um, it. it was nice. They don't split, though, for anybody. They that, don't right. split. Yeah, you can't but make... wants two twin beds. Yeah. You can't do that. We did ask, because I was on with a group of agents that were we were all sharing rooms, and that they were upset mm. that they had to you know either share the bed or take you the sofa. Right, 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 right. And they said that there are some rooms on the ships on the ship that the beds do split. Oh, really? So I don't know if oh, they're going to... that's gonna, interesting to know. I don't know that they're going to really make that public, or that's going to be the public's going to say, hey, if you're in room... That's going to be whatever. one of those things where it's going to make it to the boards, and then we're going to get requests mm-hmm. for, I want room, yeah. something, Now, we something. had a room with the Murphy bed, which I, I don't know what they were... Oh, right. You, had, you had a family suite. You yeah. had a cat for family suite. So yeah. in addition to the couch that converted to a bed and the pull-down bunk, mm-hmm. you had a Murphy bed that We had another bed that folded out, and that's where Grace slept, and she found it really comfortable. I laid on. It was a little... But you kept pushing... Well, while she was on, you kept pushing it back. I know. I tried, we actually tried that. This and that kind of upset sleep. me because that was one... Of the, as a parent, that's one of the first things I thought. Okay, it's when it's in the up position, it's locked so no one can play with it. But when it's in the down position, any child, I would say four and older, can come over and shove that bed right up. Hmm. Which kind of freaked Sounds me like out. Sounds like a fun game. That's... Yeah. <laughs> You tried it, pushing, shutting, shutting Stella up in a little bit. Try the bed out, Stella. Yeah, there she goes. But I thought that was odd that it couldn't. That was sort kind of, of lock a concern. in the open yeah, position. That was kind of a concern for me. But Grace said it was really comfortable. Yeah, the bed is definitely a highlight. I also like the uh, the key entry. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, oh, that's you, neat. No yeah. longer do you put your key in the door. You simply tap your key on a certain area of the door, and it unlocks it. You just tap the key. Right on this thing. That was confusing a few people, but yeah, once I you had got problems it. at yeah, first. We and then the room um, host said you have to actually tap it, not just sort of wave it. Yeah, you right. have to yeah. smack it. Yeah. Grace said smack it. And then, but our handle was hard to open a lot of times. Sometimes it was hard to push down. I heard a lot of people. No compl- upper body strength. No, I heard on, people complaining about that. On the last show, Kevin mentioned about the closets, how they open up instead mm-hmm. of sliding. I realized that yeah, now on this that show. Is. A little I was like, I see what he's talking times. about. Yeah. That's annoying. The closets open out into the stateroom as opposed to, or out into the hallway as opposed to sliding. And it does make uh, getting around difficult when you're trying, yeah. when one person's in the closet and you need to get into the bathroom. <laughs> Um, it, it definitely creates a logistics. I understand why they did it, but it's logistically yeah, a little bit difficult. Yeah, I thought of Kevin every time I opened my closet. I, I heard that on now, the Now, they also have a much longer desk uh, in uh, uh, in these staterooms, along with a really nice flat-screen television. Uh, the television actually is a lot more interactive. You can do uh, movies on demand, television shows on demand, uh, your pictures 
oh, that yeah. are taken uh, are, uh, by the ship photographers uh, will start showing up on your television. That's neat. Which yeah. is a neat feature. Um, to your room folio, look at your uh, yeah, expenses. You are definitely, if you are like me and you travel with a lot of gadgets, you must bring a power cord. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, really weird. You've got, um, you've got a total of three regular, normal outlets that you can use uh, in, these, uh, in, in these staterooms. You have two on the desk and one by the bed. There is an outlet... It took us two days yeah. to find it. There was an outlet in the bathroom. I looked on, for that. On the I ceiling. On it. the ceiling. It's on the ceiling. In the shower room. In the shower. Underneath oh. the faucet. I didn't even think Because <laughs> no. it, it makes is. sense that it would be in the other room. It doesn't yeah. make sense that it's on the ceiling. Yeah. But it makes sense that it would well, be the other thing is you can't. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, the, the outlet is on the ceiling in the shower. It says shavers. Not in up. the shower itself. In the room. Right. In the, the room of the showers. It says shavers only. Now, and they, they mean all... It. All those bathrooms, I've been in a million hotel bathrooms where the, the outlet says shaver only, and I've plugged everything under the sun into it, and it's been fine. This time they mean it. They mean it. In the other bathroom, the toilet bathroom, they have the hair dryer hanging up there. So naturally, I tried, I plugged in the hair dryer to the, uh, you know, that, that outlet in the, in the shower room. And basically, the blow dryer was strong enough that if Walter had blown on my hair, it would have done a better job. Hmm. But when we plugged it into the strange round outlet that's on the desk, because there are two regular outlets on the desk, and then this one outlet that initially to me looked like it was like for European. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I don't think it is. I think it's just for certain t- devices they have on the ship, the uh, the wave phones and okay. the uh, and the and the 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 the, the blow dryer is two twenty, and the outlet in the bathroom is one fifteen. So really, they don't work together. So make hmm. sure you, you don't do that. Yeah, and once you plug the uh, hair dryer into that round outlet on the desk, it works fine. It works great. Um, so that was kind of different. Um, I don't normally blow my hair at the desk. I normally blow it in the bathroom well, in front of a mirror. It could be a vanity too. Well, or, it is. It's, technically, it is a vanity, but still. Which was wonderful. It was ours. Was like long because we had that extra oh, yeah, space had, because yeah. of the yeah, bed. It was bigger because yeah, my see, sister like was invading my computer space. Because <laughs> yeah. her makeup and her. Um, Trying to think, what else in the rooms? Well, the only thing that different? you didn't like was the uh, the lip going into the bathroom. Yeah, yes, was the that, lips going that into never the bathroom. I so kept tripping. Yep. Was it, it get, taller? Did it get higher? It yes. Oh, because I, I thought it's my leg higher. was like calibrated wrong. Because it's like you know, <laughs> no. I was used to doing that. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm tripping going. Yeah. I tripped. I tripped four or five times. This is going to be an issue. That's something they're going to have to fix in dry dock. Um, for whatever reason they put that there, you're going to have too many people tripping and hitting their heads because when you trip there, you either trip into the sink or coming out, you trip into the closet. Which is open. And, and someone's got the closet door on you. So it's – well, well, if it's open, then it's really going to hurt because yeah. you're going to – there's more stuff to hit. But yeah. even if it's closed, you're going to go into that yeah. door. It, that didn't bother me. I didn't have a problem with that. But I could, I see, where it, but I could see where it would be a lot a of people were complaining about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so – it's that's another one of these weirdo design things that he did. I like the coffee table that converts into a storage. Yeah, yeah, cool. that was good. good. Coffee table that's has good. storage in it. There's a lot more. It seems to be a lot more storage area uh, in in these staterooms. Um, overall, I found the stateroom very comfortable. How about that weird yeah. clock? 
Okay, yeah. yeah. This clock. Oh, the little this, glowing cube? This yes. clock that everybody complained about, no one could set, and the light mm-hmm. from this clock could be seen from space. If you unplug the cord behind it, the light goes off, and it still works. If you throw it out the, <laughs> throw it over, overboard, you know, it, it gets sort of the light too. Well, we described it as airport runway light. Uh, yeah, it's like airport won't you know, like that's what they got to do if they have a, a helicopter landing on deck at night. They just get a bunch of these <laughs> clocks out there and turn them on. In case um, of an emergency, get your life jacket and your clock. Yeah, and meet us on the deck. Um, oh, so, speaking of that, did. Uh, we didn't have to wear our life vest. Oh, yeah. that was nice. What about yeah. your cruise, no. Kathy? No, we didn't have to. Then no. I'm making, making you wear the life vest for the 4 o'clock muster drill, or the 345 muster drill. I um, like that. Yeah. Much better. It's Much nice better. not to have it. It felt like people didn't take it seriously. Yeah. I agree. It That's felt like felt. people weren't listening to the instructions. Mm-hmm. People were milling about talking. They do that, all, they do that on yeah. all of them. It just didn't know. seem as serious. Right. It, didn't it didn't seem, seem as real. Like, I should pay attention to this. Our station was in the Walt Disney Theater. <sighs> Ours was too. Ours was and one time, yeah. We didn't even get in there. No, we were in the Buena Vista Theater. Well, well we were in there, but it was like everybody was chit-chatting, and the, you know, the people were up there trying to show you how to do things, and people just, just kept going on. It's like you wanted to go, hey, shut up and listen yeah. for a minute. I agree. But it was nice not to have to go back to your stateroom and get it and then return it afterwards. You could go and do stuff. My roommate had a handicapped room for her family at the back of the ship, and she was on the very back of Deck 9, and her balcony was half of the back of the ship, Mm -hmm. and she loved it because her grandson was there, that he had like his own private play area, and the bathroom for um, with a roll-in shower was pretty sizable it They're was a huge, nice yeah. that yeah. room if you've got like four people in it i mean it was almost like one and a half of a regular size room the room was really nice well, but again they put the handicapped state rooms on the back of the ship where the vibration is and the noise is and it's plus yeah. the longer the thing like trying to go down the hallway when right. the, the cart is there she was trying to go down on her ecb oh, yeah very tight so uh then let's talk about the kids' club. Uh, Teresa had some opportunity yeah, uh, with Stella. Yeah, I lost Stella. I never got her back. I got to so. tell you, I was so amazingly impressed it's with incredible. these kids' clubs. I was, Unbelievable. I wish I was a kid. They I thought was, of everything. Yeah, they I was worried everything. going into it because Stella's not one to venture away from me too far. She's not very outgoing, no. She's really quiet, you know, but she was looking forward to it. But when we got in there, and well, first off, we checked in and she got this little locator bracelet oceaneers lab and club that's where she mm-hmm. was oceaneers lab and club she got this little um locator bracelet kind of like a you know you're trapped at home in the law once in a while she got her little Lindsay lowen yeah she got a little Lindsay lowen bracelet <laughs> community control bracelet okay. <laughs> and um so she was already checked in by the time we got on the second day she went to the club and she never looked back i was just yeah. the team members there were just so engaging they went in they showed us and she started to walk past the hand washing station which absolutely i tried to it's so cool and we had a little car wash for hands put your hands in and dry them move on and they gave me a tour and it is amazing in there it's It's, it's gigantic Mm -hmm. and they also no no longer are they age restricted kids in the lab can go into the club kids Mm -hmm. in the club can go into the lab and they've got something there for every kid i don't care what uh what you're into what your interests are whether it was you know doing art projects or video games or story time, story, story time, time, watching movies, dancing, they had regular activities planned for almost every moment. You didn't have to participate, but most everybody did. There was a few times I'd pick Stella up and she'd be off playing a game with just one or two other kids. Other times, 
she'd be interacting with the big group. They served meals um, across the back, the connecting um, lab yeah. area that connected the two clubs. You could go back and forth, but I found on all the times I've been in there, the smaller kids kind of stay in the club and don't venture over to the lab, whereas the lab kids are everywhere if they want to be. But they kind of, the activities themselves keep you where they kind of want you to be, but you're free to go anywhere you want to. Well, you see, it occurred to me that Disney knows that other cruise lines are, uh, are up in their game with kids' services and stuff like that. And walking through the Oceaneers Lab and the Oceaneers Club, it was almost like Disney saying to these other cruise lines, all right, Watch come on, this. come on, <laughs> yeah. bring it, yeah. bring they it, had, let's see you do this. Every day they had character activity. I saw Lilo and Stitch in there. I saw um, the princesses came through a couple times. They have the really cool interactive artwork that you see in the hallways that when, mm-hmm. the, you know, that was, they had several of those in there too. I mean, the food was not like the dining, but oh, also another cool thing. Um, they had this thing called, I think it was Eat and Dine, or Eat and Play, Dine and Play, Dine and Play. And after your rotation of the last, if you were on the last um, meal service, the kids club people would come around and gather your children up like Pied Pipers and take them away from you and go back to the club. So you wouldn't have to go drop them off. She oh, pushed wow. her plate away so fast. She did. Because I, I, I told her ahead of time, she kept saying, they're late, they're late. They kept, you know, because she was looking for them to come in the door. Oh. And they come. They, your child gets fed first, you know, because they eat it first anyway, and they're done, and they want to leave. They come and get them, and then, you know. They also made the nursery much bigger. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a small world. Nursery. And they have Andy's room, which everybody loves. That was that cool. Was cool. cool. From Toy Story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so the kids' clubs are absolutely amazing. It is. If Stella would do it and not want to be around Teresa, then... And yeah. she wanted to stay till the very last minute. She said, "Don't pick me up till one a.m." Wow. <laughs> you picked her up early one day. I she picked her up oh, that last she night. She was mad. I picked her up forty-five minutes early, and the only reason I did was because I knew room service ended at one thirty on the last night. And if I didn't get back to the room, and she have her little, you know, because I knew she's going to come back hungry and right. you know, and she was going to expect that. And so I figured that's why I picked her up early. But she didn't want to leave. She yeah. did not want to leave her little friends. Aww. And that's for ages three to ten. And what they have on the dream also is. Uh, an in-between stage, 11 to 13, the tween stage, it's called The Edge. It's located in one of the stacks, and it overlooks the adult pool. Right. They can see mm-hmm. out, but you can't see in. And then from 14 to 17 is Vibe, the teen club. There's still that void between 18, 19, and 20, where they're too old to go oh, into, into right. some of the kids' clubs, but the, too young to, to go, go into the, the adult, adult district. Right. Yeah. The teen uh, area had a really cool pool area, if you want to call it a pool. Mm-hmm. It was like little yeah, waiting. Yeah, dipping pools, yeah. Yeah. But it was really a really cool feel about it. The Grace said not many kids hung out out there. I don't. They were all every inside. time I ever looked yeah. over, there was nobody down there. We there. had yeah. uh, I never saw anyone. We had a, a teen girl traveling with us, Kelsey's daughter, and she said the same thing. She said there were hardly any kids, and that none of the kids wanted to hang out. Yeah. Mm. Now but, Grace formed, I believe, friendships, and they've already gotten together on Facebook and planning little meets and. I mean, they just, they kind of bonded. And we had a, a funny experience, Walter and I did, trying to find the teen club. We had come in the back way. We were looking for Grace, and we come in the um, handicap accessible entrance, and we're in this hallway and couldn't go anywhere, and we heard kids screaming, help us, help us. Help us, we're lost. We're, we thought they were making No, we're, we're, we're trapped. We're trapped. We're trapped. We can't get out. And we come around the corner, and their door was cracked open just slightly, and there's a little teen boy's and fingers and head sticking through. Help <laughs> us. <laughs> and I opened the door, and when I when I hit the release for the door, about 20, 15, 16-year-old boys were flying <laughs> into the room. <laughs> it was very odd. 
But they had trouble with the vibe. They had the teens are issued a special card, which beca- then becomes their room key, and it's how they get into. They're the only ones that can get into the club, and if they don't have it, and Grace had issues trying to even get her card. That's where guest services. They'd send her to the vibe, and vibe would send her back to guest yeah. services. Oh, wow. yep. And she finally ended up getting it, but it was you know a trek. Did to anyone get. hang out in the adult areas this the last cruise? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the clubs. Oh, the clubs! I love the, the I love the clubs the are amazing. The clubs are. I agree. Amazing. I thought they were oh, wow. terrific. We just didn't have enough time to to spend any time. In I don't. Them. Whatever you, whatever you're into, whatever kind of club experience you want, whether it's pink, which is the champagne bar, and the kind of like the. We, John called it the gay bar. It's the gay bar. Oh, um, it's the pretty it's one. Very it's very girly. It's very girly in there. <laughs> then you've got what is it? Uh, six eight six was that six, it? Six eight seven. Six yeah. eight seven. Wait. Which was no, it, no it's six something. That's the Wait. joke. Why is seven afraid of eight? No, it's six eight seven. Yeah. Six eight seven, uh, which is uh, uh, the sh- the ship. This ship was the six hundred eighty seventh ship to come out of the Meyer Warp shipyard. Oh, I wonder um, where they got that. Well, you need to talk, talk into okay. the microphone. Okay. And uh, that's the sports bar, and that's the sports bar. Um, very, very uh, clubby in terms of the right. leather and the dark wood. Uh, then you've got Evolution, which is like a dance club, which was pretty hot. And Walter every even, night, yeah. Walter even danced with Anna. Whoa. I did, and I have video. They were cutting around. I need to see that because last time no, I saw Walter, no, dance. I promised him. I promised him I would. And I got to tell you something. It was actually the first time in ten years I've ever seen him dance. Um, and he was very good. He was actually quite good. Well, that was the... It's like booty was it, going. <laughs> embarkation, embarkation day, and then they were handing oh, out all the oh, different... okay. That's they were handing out the champagne, so I just that's kept that sort of going. That's where they were doing the uh, Castaway Club meeting was in Evolution. I mean, that's a, that's a nice space in there. And then really you've nice. got Skyline, which is... Uh, has what you know? What looks like windows, but they're all screens, and it's a it's the skyline of a different city every every so yeah. often, every night. Paris, Rio, New York, Chicago, and Hong Kong. What surprised well, me was how changes. small that club was. It's a very tiny place. I'm packed every time I walk through. Oh, I bet. It. And we found you, ourselves there the most. And then you have uh, was it D Lounge, um, which is the family family lounge, wow. which yeah. is karaoke, that was and that's a big that's mm-hmm. a big place. Yeah, not to be confused with District Lounge. There's the D Lounge, which is the family one, and District Lounge, which is in the district, which is they'll have singers, piano, it's right? Kind of like the pre bar. Yeah, it's, that's mm-hmm. where you are before the you get to the bar. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of on the outskirts of the district, but uh, they really up their game with these clubs. I mean, so much better than what's on the Wonder of Magic. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Not even a comparison. They are actually they actually seem relevant, whereas the ones well the ones know, on the Magic yeah. and the Wonder are very kind of dated and kind of sad, kind of a Disney fied nightclub. Yeah. on the on the Magic Wonder, these felt like Real. authentic. Real you could find them in the city, right? They also have a corporate uh, arrangement with Tattinger, the champagne. So Tattinger's everywhere on this ship. Pink is full of Tattinger. Oh, isn't it so pretty? That's such a beautiful. They had all the champagne on the ship, but no draft beer. Hmm. Go figure. Wow. They said they didn't run the lines yet. But once they do have draft beer, 687 is going to have their own beer. It's going to be yeah. like a, a red. Oh, that'll be cool. Wow. There are two bars on t- on the top deck. There are Currents, which mm-hmm. is right above the adult area. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think more people hung out at that one because it's in the sun. Yeah. And then there's the one on the opposite end of the ship called Waves, right, uh, right past the aqueduct. And there's also a bar in the adult area. Yeah, you yeah. can sit yeah. in the pool. Plenty, plenty mm-hmm. bars to 
to enjoy. Now, uh, a, a number of people asked about smoking. Um, asked us about you know where the smoking areas were. Um, deck twelve is pretty much all smoking. Um, hmm. There were ashtrays everywhere, uh, and on deck four, four. on the I want to say the um, starboard side of deck four, there were ashtrays there as well. Right, that's like the one ashtray. That's the jogging track, yeah, which is kind of bizarre. One <laughs> ashtray is a matter of about twenty feet from a series of rooms that say "Danger Oxygen" and acetylene. And acetylene. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of scary. It's like, okay, really, do you want to be smoking this close to oxygen and acetylene? But um, plenty of smoking areas on the ship. Best one outside the Meridian Bar, deck twelve aft. Hmm. Between uh, Remy and Palo, um, did Grace? I didn't change the subject. Did Grace go in Nemo's Reef? Grace Stella. Stella going. Did Grace? She go was going to one day. Yeah, Grace. She was going to, but it. I'm glad you brought that up. She was intimidated by it because, and I and people had asked me ahead of time, where the adults. You know, you just go in and leave your child. No, They're, you're going with them. You go in with them. Some people did, but a lot of people just stood around the edge. Mm-hmm. And it she was. Like, she seemed a little old for that. It seemed like it was for younger kids. Yeah, there was saw some bigger kids in there, and they looked awkward. They yeah, looked, it's for smaller. Yeah, kids. so that's the uh, children's water play area. Yeah, and I think it goes up to age eight. Yes, it went up to eight. But you'd have to be a, a tiny eight to I appreciate think, it. To yeah. appreciate Did it. Did you yeah. do the aqueduct? I didn't know. When I, I found did. out somebody got stuck in it, it was over for oh, me. We saw a guy fall off, yeah, and they shut the water off. <laughs> oh, yeah, this happened a couple of times where if you are – this is a Quack. cautionary tale on the aqueduct. If you are – if your child is of the proper height, of, of minimum height, but maybe is smaller than, than, than average or lighter, um, or if you are an adult who is heavyset, you are at risk of these – uh, these these tubes tipping while you're on there. Yeah, this was a heavy set adult. Right when he hit that uh, that turn that goes over the ship, flipped mm. right out of his tube. It flipping forward, sideways. What? Flip. He flipped backwards. The tube kept going, and he was. He's laying there. The there water like a was still pushing whale. him down. And then he just disappeared. Ooh. I'm sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> they opened a drain. <laughs> it was like Willy Wonka in a chocolate exactly. factory. Really? I'm glad oh, I, I didn't know that. Before. I didn't have a problem. Yeah, here. I was. Toying with the idea until I heard about the kids that had to walk back up to the top or something, and I'm thinking, no, nah, I'm not getting up there. And well, that was a weird thing because before you go down, they do tell you, yeah, the last if, thing if you get stuck, you. we'll send someone down to get you or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And they're like, did yeah. you ask why would I get stuck? I mean, the, no, because they yeah. had already started to shoot you down the thing. Bye. It's like <laughs> goodbye. I did. I did enjoy the aqueduct, but we waited uh, to the castaway day to do it. Yeah, everybody got off the ship, and we still had to wait about twenty minutes on sea days. Yeah, it's going to be very busy. Yeah, it was like forty minutes, and the water was oh, freezing. Wow. Yeah. It was it cold? It was freezing. Did, uh, did anyone watch a movie? Yes, I watched all the movies. I did think. you really? Did you? Because my TV didn't work, so it was like, okay, I'll watch a movie. All right. I also want to make sure we mention the sports deck up on uh, deck twelve. Uh, really cool uh, mm-hmm. little uh, miniature golf areas, uh, virtual golfing, which was wild. Where like, it's like that big screen, and mm-hmm. they've and got like all very these very accurate too. They've got all these uh, all these famous golf courses that you can play. You can pick one if, if they don't have it in the and, system. Yeah, and they'll download it if they don't have it. Yeah, I would suggest going up there early 
uh, right when you get on the ship, after you go tour everything else, you can go up there and they'll let you play for a little bit for free to see if you like it. Because on every other day, they're going to charge you. It's like $35 for a half hour. You can do a half like hour, you know, an hour, and it goes up from there. They also have a, uh, a virtual soccer uh, thing you can do. It's, it's just soccer, like football, hockey. But in the soccer one that I was looking at, uh, Goofy was the goalie. Yeah, and you no, were trying hockey. to you were trying to get a you were trying to get the ball past Goofy. Um, do tennis. It really cool uh, stuff that they were that they had. We had fun playing mini golf too. The kids mini golf that looked like what are you talking about? Nice kids? course. Oh, <laughs> your kids would love. I mean, it's just adults were loving it. They thought of everything. It's, they sure did. It's really well laid out. It's entertaining just to look at. It was good. And then uh, we have to also mention Shutters. Um, Shutters is a completely different experience on this ship. That was where they listened. That was awesome how they redid it. They really did. It was uh, a lot of uh, mostly kiosks mm-hmm. uh, and little locations where you could uh, uh, take your room key, touch it, kind of like you do with the doors in your staterooms, mm-hmm. touch it to this, this thing. And then it would tell you where you could look at your pictures. Um, so you might be... Goofy Brown 27. Yeah. yeah, Goofy Brown 27. So you go to the Goofy area, uh, find the brown portfolio with the number 27 on it, pull it out, and then your pictures it are... It looks like a, a library. Yeah. It does look mm-hmm. like a library. Right. Or you could go up to a kiosk, put your key, and then it would display your pictures on the screen, and you could actually add them to the cart. Mm-hmm. And, and and do Burn it that a CD way. At Burn that a point. CD at that point if you want. Um, really well done. Really well done. It uses face recognition. And what they were doing on this cruise that they didn't do on the first one, they were telling people when you before you take your um, your intro photo or whatever it is with your family photo, they say you need to take this photo. The embarkation photo. Right. When, as you're coming up, after you've done the first swipe onto the boat with your key to the world card. But before you actually get on the before ship. Before you get on the yeah. ship, as you're coming up the ramp. They did say that to us. I mean, we never take that picture. So. Said, yeah, we use an important But photo. it's very important to take that photo because that photo is how the system is going to be able to find you. Because hmm. they're going to yeah. know. They're going to swipe your card so they know what stateroom you're in. They take that photo. That's your whole family. So any pictures that get taken that have any member, you or any member of your family in, will automatically get assigned to your folio, and that's how they know what pictures to put on the television in your room. So it's really kind of cool. It, it, it's a it's it's a good use of technology. It's tracking um, you wherever you go. That's cool. There's also a Shutter's computer terminal downstairs. Outside of Enchanted Garden, correct. So Shutters is really packed. You can go down there and check out your photos oh, I didn't on see the computer. That. Now, some uh, some tips for people. Uh, well, we also want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, Royal Palace, and we talked about Enchanted Garden, Royal Palace, and Animator's Palette. Um, Animator's Palette is is different on this ship than it is on the Magic and the Wonder. Instead of the walls changing color and going through all that. Uh, this has screens all around the restaurant that look like an aquarium and Crush from the Finding Talk. Nemo uh, swims around and he actually interacts with people. Um, but as Corey pointed out to us before the show, uh, if you're not sitting at a table relatively close to a screen, you kind of just... It's tough to hear. You don't it's get tough the to hear. You don't really get the experience. So... There are some tables that are not going to be close to these screens. 
And if you're at one of those, you're you're kind of kind of out of luck. Yeah, make sure your kids are facing a screen <coughs> wherever you are. I also want to point out too, the show isn't um, simultaneous on every screen. It sort of travels through the yeah. Th- he, through the he swims to different screens and. Right. It, and there are cameras, obviously, on people and microphones because he's hearing you and he's interacting with you. It's like turtle so time cool. with Crush It. Right. Epcot. But I think they need to, like, up the frequency when it comes through. Like, there was too long of a lag time when you're just looking, like, at the aquarium. Like, they need to bump it up. The, I think they're adjusting or, it because yeah. I felt on our cruise it was too much. It was like, come on, I want to eat. I want to oh, really? I want to interact with the people like at the that. table with us. And every couple of minutes something else was on that screen they didn't do the stand up and dance on the maiden or, or i don't remember it i know for us didn't they do it at the very end or i don't remember at the it. end of dinner they do a thing where crush tells you to stand up and raise oh. your left flipper and, well, yeah, but they used okay. to do no, the first time they did it we were eating and they're doing you know stand up and raise your flipper and we just looked at them like no, i'm hungry i'm gonna eat <laughs> so they did tone it down a little bit from that i didn't care for the food at uh Animator's palette. Really, oh, I, I, enjoyed I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. We had enjoyed we had good it. meals. Had special did. special stuff too. Huh? Cool. That was the only yeah, meal did. I didn't enjoy the whole cruise. <laughs> what was your special stuff? Turtle soup? No, we yeah. we missed uh, the escargot night because we were in Palo. So our server went and got escargot oh, from Royal nice. Palace and brought it over to Animators. Awesome. Grace even tried one. So Grace Walter made her venture off the kids menu at fifteen and. Forced her to eat off the adult menu. I told her she could order chicken fingers for lunch, but she could not order it that for dinner. She had to order off the big kids' menu. <laughs> Did she do okay? Did she find stuff she liked? Yeah, she was fine. Yeah. She had trouble choking down the escargot. But, <laughs> but she tried it. That's she tried A it. for effort. Yeah. And how about Royal Palace? Did you guys, you guys didn't go because you were on the... No, we went. I no, enjoy we Royal Palace. I just, I'm not, I don't really care for the pirate menu. On Pirates Night, no, I, I just don't either. like the Pirates menu. So the night that we were in Royal Palace was the Pirates menu. I also don't. I think Royal Palaces feels the most crowded of all of the restaurants. I felt like we were sitting right on top of the table behind us. I thought it was the mo- most noisy mm-hmm. of the three. So we didn't get the the real experience because we had a different menu. We had a different right. menu. Even our servers weren't dressed. They weren't dressed. Dress. I don't even oh, know really? what outfits look like. Yeah, everybody's wearing pirate suits. Uh, we did Royal Palace twice, and then I went down there for breakfast. And I thought the breakfast was really good as compared to the Wonder. Well, we had a good breakfast that we had uh, at Royal Palace. We just had some some uh, server challenges. Mm. Asking for a double shot latte, you would have thought I was asking for brain surgery. Really? It took three attempts, and finally I had to ask somebody else to go get me a double shot latte. And the machine is running out in a lot. But I want to I want to point okay, out. Yes. I want to point out, though, I want to point out that I was getting frustrated. I had a spa appointment. I, I told them I needed to get going, and this woman kept getting it wrong with this latte, this girl. And I was getting frustrated, and she could tell I was getting frustrated. But you want to talk about great customer service. <clears throat> when I finally got my latte, she comes back to the table with a plate. And on the plate in honey, she wrote, I'm sorry about the latte. I apologize about the latte, latte, Mr. Pete. (laughs) And I was like, okay, you just turned me around. How big was that plate? (laughs) It was a regular plate. It was a regular dinner plate. But she took honey and squirted it. Wow. Mr. Pete, I'm sorry about the latte. Honey art. Really? Really impressive. And I actually took a picture with my iPhone of that uh, because it was, 
I, I, I'm looking at that going, okay, you know what? That is really good. It's a really good way to turn a, a client around, mm-hmm. uh, doing something like that. And at that point, you know, all my frustration with that meal just kind of melted away. And it was like, okay, you know, and I, I, that was really, really cute. It was really cute. I really appreciated that. Did you find, too, that cast members asked you more often how your cruise was going? And what did you like about the ship? It seemed like every time I turned around, I was being asked. I felt like they were excited about the ship, too. And when you said that you were having a good time, their face, like, lit up. And, like, I would say, like, like you listened. There was definitely like, wow. There was definitely a sense of pride mm-hmm. among the cast members, the crew members, about that ship. You could definitely tell that they were proud to be part of the inaugural crew, that they were proud of the ship. Because uh, especially you got to consider about half the people that were on that ship uh, had been with it since it left Germany mm-hmm. and had been getting those restaurants together and those areas together. And they've been putting a lot of work in. They've been waiting. They've been waiting for this opportunity to get yeah, guests on there. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely picked that up. I definitely picked up this, this pride of almost a pride of ownership. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really cool. It was really cool. Like I said, the crew members were phenomenal. I, I really did not have any bad experiences. Even the, the ones that guest services that didn't know what they were doing, they were very nice. Oh, I had one with major attitude. Oh, so did you? I had to, like, give it back. And I felt so bad. But it's like, now, come on, pal. You know, you know better. Well, what was he doing? I was trying to see if my Castaway Club information was in my folio because they had it wasn't on when I checked in. And I just wanted to make sure that it was in there. And I would have liked a lanyard, but I didn't get one. But he's there. Well, I said, well, why isn't it? He goes, well, because this is your first cruise. Oh. Like looking looking down his nose at me. And I'm like, excuse me, this is not my first cruise. And he just kept going on. And I just, I just stopped mm-hmm. him. And I said, okay, you've said what you had to say. That's not acceptable. I'll be back. What was the deal with that though? Because I didn't, I didn't get my lanyard either, <clears throat> and they, it was saying it was my first cruise too. And that's why I had to go to guest services. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were having a, trouble with that. Was having mm-hmm. a big problem. We've heard, that. we heard many, many, many people on the inaugural cruise had a lot. Their, their, their key to the world card did not say mm-hmm. uh, Castaway Club member. Um, now you know on um, what was it on the preview cruise mine. Mine said Silver Castaway Club member. Now I'm platinum, and I realize you know it really it, it's it's a stupid thing, but it bothered me. Right, that's it bothered the way I me. Felt. I I have I have 19 cruises under my belt. I'm not silver. I'm platinum. You know, and it's just kind of like you know, come on. Well, if he would have said like, well, how many cruises have you been on? Because it's not like I walk around going, well, I'm a gold member. You know. It was like, just ask me. But it was like I was trying to, you know, I was going to bankrupt Disney because I wanted a lanyard. You know? It, it, <laughs> well, again, this is, this is why I For say sure. that, that, that whatever was going on with, with guest services, they really, they really need to buckle that down fast. Mm-hmm. And they need to train them a lot better very quickly. Because guest services is too critical on a ship like that. Uh, it's too critical an area to be making some of the mistakes and having some of the problems they were having. So I really hope they get on that fast Mm -hmm. because it's just too much conflicting information, just too much conflicting information. Um, 
what else? Is there anything else that we... One of the things that I was very impressed with is the hallways have handrails. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think this is a great touch, a great addition, especially for if it were a rocky cruise, which we didn't experience at all. But at least you have something to stabilize yourself. So someone thought ahead and put that in. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being horrible, 10 being flawless, Walter. Ooh, start with me. Uh, but I had to say eight and a half. Eight and a half. Kathy. Um, other than the guest relations thing, I'd give it a ten. Wow. Corey Patrick. I had a great time. Nine. Ten. Really? Yeah. 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 I, I, it was darn near perfect. I would say nine. I, I'm... I'm Probably more in the eight and a half range, um, only because there are there are some things that should not be uh, in terms of the guest services issue, the retail you also, issue. You were also on longer than we were on for a very long time, so you had a more yes. chance I, to experience. More I can of the see the, the the only reason I give it, and it's an eight, it's a it's a it's a soft eight and a half, meaning that it could easily go up. Right. If they correct, just they have to, and, and it will. They will correct these issues. You know, we've been dealing with Disney Cruise Line long enough to know that uh, they are pretty obsessive about guest feedback. So they are. I'm telling you, I, I I don't have to know this for a fact to know it in my heart that they're pouring over every single one of those feedback forms, taking a look at where the issues are, and they will make these fixes as time goes on. Now, do you think they'd Move the uh, aft elevator. I don't think there's. I don't think there's any way for that I don't to think happen. They can. I think they they will look to see from a structural standpoint if there's anything they can do to, you know, Bypass add a door. Cabanas, or, right? By, you know, but I think what we're talking about there is structural. I think we're. I think we're stuck with that on both the wonder or the uh, the dream and the fantasy. Oh, okay. really? That's what I was going to ask. Because structurally, too. the stru- structurally those two ships are the same. There will be some differences, but it's going to be the same like it is between the wonder and the magic. Most of those differences are going to be aesthetic, not structural. So even like with the pool, the adult pool being small, you I don't think, think they're I, going to do anything I don't with that. think it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. I really However, don't. However, there's that piece between the two pools. There's like a deck area, a very large, solid deck between the two pools. You would think that maybe someone could say, okay, let's open the pools up a little bit Here's more the thing. into the keel, that space. The keel for the fantasy has already been laid. Right. Um, they can't, at this point, Go and make major structural changes. But that's what I'm I don't. I don't. I think the pool area could be adapted without major structural changes. I think that that's I think once a, once the keel is laid down, you've now put I mean, because that's the basis of the ship. I, I everything everything that's been designed into that ship. The, you know, the the keel is basically the, the the first line of support. I don't know that from an engineering. Again, I'm not an engineer. I don't know, but my guess would be from an engineering perspective. That if you're going to change something major on that ship, uh, anything that changes the weight distribution, the height, any of that, anything that's going to change any of those features, um, I, I, I think that would require probably require a change down to the keel. Does the um, keel affect the stateroom phones? Because <laughs> I would like those. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, things like that. I think I think we're going to see those stateroom phones. Uh, I'm going to have a very short lifespan. But uh, overall, overall, I can tell you if you're booked on the dream, 
be aware of some of these issues. Go in, go in forewarned um, that some of these issues might be the case depending on when you travel. Uh, the, the further out your, your trip is, the more likely it is a lot of these issues will be fixed by then. But uh, I can tell you, uh, you are in for an amazing experience on board this ship. It is a gorgeous ship, a great crew, uh, a destination unto itself, especially if you're an experienced uh, Disney Cruise Line traveler. Uh, there's so much in this that you're going to appreciate and enjoy. And even in this hour and a half that we've been talking about it, we haven't covered everything. But... Uh, there's a lot to see, a lot to do, and uh, we know that you will enjoy it. So that will do it for our coverage of the Disney Dream. We hope you enjoyed it, and we will be back with you again next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, everybody, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs> <laughs>